I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, acknowledges the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and water on which this podcast is recorded and produced. Welcome to Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. <laughs> what? Pardon? For the mother flying by the seat of her pants in Japanese. <laughs> we're running out of knickers, types of knickers. I thought we we're going to have to change it up and so hit the Japanese market. That. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that's impressed a few people. That'd well, be good. Yeah, well that's done, right. That's right. Yeah, flying by the seat of your knickers. Hosted by myself, Chanel Franklin, and the lovely Tamara Linky. Sat here. Well, Japanese have, uh, extraordinaire. I am sitting here. Yay. Very tired. We're both so tired. <laughs> we're trying to do this, but we can do it. It will be good. Don't you worry. But we've been rehearsing a lot for our, our show, um, our live show. First yes. live show, Chanel. First live show, which means that we kind of know how to prepare, but we also don't try not to fall flat in our arses. Oh, we won't do that. Just means lots of Zoom calls with <laughs> kids in the background. <laughs> so last night, because I've got a relative staying with me, and I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute, but I was rehearsing in my wardrobe. <laughs> you were. God, that's the only place I could find peace. With the red wine she had. Yeah. Got a bit carried away and of course spilt it all over my script. So that was again just, and then I was sat on the floor. I had a numb bum, all these things. Hey, that's a sign of a good script when your script has red wine and coffee stains. <laughs> I mean, it's been through a lot of rehearsal. Oh, this thing. <laughs> and it's and it's got oil stains on it as well because I had it there while I was cooking. <laughs> So so it's got some crinkled edges because the kids keep picking it up and I go, don't you give me that because like, yeah, they'll doodle you. all over yeah, it. They'll doodle, there'll be doodles all over your doodle. <laughs> hey, we're talking about, well, we're talking about near misses, aren't we, yes, Chanel? Yes, yes. And I think it's something in parenthood that happens all the time. These near misses where things could go terribly wrong. We literally fly by the seat of our pants and, and we are moments away from like, oh, my God, that could have been a disaster. Mm, scary moments. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. So let's get into it. Okay now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. When I did uh, Zoom Chanel last night, uh, she answered the phone after many, many rings. I was about to hang up, just so you know. And then you answer it. And then I see this man who I don't even know who you put 
my face in front of. I'm in my pyjama top, P.S., with no bra. <laughs> it's your bloody father-in-law. Yeah. I was not expecting that because you had an exciting visitor over, yes. the, over the weekend. We did have an exciting visitor and it's one of these moments where you cherish because COVID has separated so many loved ones. Dan's been away from his family for nearly three years now. They live in the UK in a place called Bristol and Dan lives all the way over here with nobody. Oh, he's got you and <laughs> the two kids. little scallywags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the lovely friends he's made here and, of course, my family. But it's been really tricky because when he originally said goodbye to his dad, we were only going to see him in three months' time from that point. So we were like, see ya. We didn't kind of have the embrace oh. goodbye that it's we're going to not see you for years. Yeah, this investing was, a long-term yeah. hug, big goodbye. It was almost less than that because mm. we, we said goodbye to him in January and we were seeing him at the beginning of May. So we were flying over there and then COVID happened and it stopped everything, as everybody knows, because not one person has probably not been affected by this. So I arranged with his dad to surprise Dan. Oh, sneaky lady. Sneaky, because... A friend of mine's mum had just come over from Dallas um, and she had to go through the hoops and she had to provide, basically had to provide travel documents to say that my immediate family live in Australia. So that was the kind of... that you're not just coming for a COVID holiday. Yeah. So he provided that and then had to have the PCR test before he left and then when he arrived, but all good. Booked it all, got it all ready to go, and I made up a little lie saying I was going for a walk, like fitness. Yeah, was he like, Saturday why is she morning. going for a Didn't walk? Didn't question on me. Wow, Saturday. Didn't question at all. And then I said, you can sort the kids out for brekkie, and I'll be home just after that. Fine, no worries. Even then, when the plane landed, my leg was shaking. Oh, organizing any sort of surprise is actually so stressful. Yep, I did that for my mum. I it nearly was super opened crazy. my mouth so many times, oh, saying, oh, what about this and that, and and everyone around me was too scared talk to Dan, my mum was like cancelling his calls sometimes because she's like, I will just it. let it go. <laughs> so I just pretend I can't hear him. We can't do that on the weekend, Dan, because your dad's coming. <laughs> Cats out the back. Exactly Sorry, right. Chanel. And ruined everything. So yeah. we put so much into this, my father-in-law and I, picked him up from the airport, drove him back to my house and got up the driveway. And I usually honk the horn if I... I'd like some help in with the shopping, you know, heavy bags. And Dan's thinking, why has she been to the shops anyway? I've gone up the driveway, made Graham hide by the letterbox and gone. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor Graham's near the letterbox. How big is your letterbox? (laughs) It was the other side. And I've gone, and Dan's come out onto the lawn and wondered why I'm stood there filming him. And then his dad come around the corner and went, hello, mate, like that. And he's gone, (gasps) and Dan just had a moment. So If you'd like to see that moment, head to our Instagram, Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare, and you can see it's there, the moment that Dan finally realised what was going on and he was shocked to shit. Now, spoiler alert, he does cry. There are tears, so just a warning on that. Oh, it is quite emotional. He's having a moment, Dan. It was almost like he you, you never stop needing your parents. This is the thing. Well, you just would have been it's knocked really for special. six, I think. What did he say after when he'd kind of the shock had worn off? It was it was almost and he was so tired that night. It was almost like he had the biggest hangover because it was just so consuming with he just could not believe it because it had been so long and then he had no mental preparation for him to get there. He was just lobbed by the letterbox. Oh, my God. You're going <laughs> to, can I say, after that, Chanel, you're going to be in the good books for like the next three years. I freaking hope so. Man, was Remember he... I did that. Remember that's what I did. Okay. Was he really, really grateful for yeah, you? Yeah, was. was. he just like, wow, he you've was. done this for me? But Dan keeps a lot in too. And oh. I tell you what. He's he, a Libran. He's, he's a Libran. Yeah. His light was shining again. It's And you realise sometimes when you look at either your friends, your mum, your spouse, whatever, when they've been missing something for so long and they and they get a something of, of that back, they shine from the inside out. So he's just been so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's just been really special. So he's having a great time. And Dan started to play the podcast to him no, yesterday. No. You know, Hi, Graham. He, Shout out, Graham. He got as far as puff on your muff and Dan went, I better turn that off. <laughs> he should know better. That's Plus right you're then. swearing and you're carrying my swearing. Then he had to see me on Zoom with my no bra on. And look at, well, yeah. So it's embarrassing. Anyway, listen at your own peril. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, we love you. He's sort of hurt, like you said, he's heard it all before. He just <laughs> is in denial. <laughs> denial. That's a very emotive story there, Chanel. Yeah. 
We love them. Uh, and shout out Dan too. I'm glad your light's shining. Not just out your ass for a change. Chanel, I thought we'd bring in a new little, well, I call it segment, but we've got something we could start doing, right? Because we talked about maybe uh, shouting out to towns because when you get on the back end of anything, no, when you get on the back end (laughs) of of our platform, our podcast platform... There's a heat map, yes. like we've said, of the people who are listening, so we know where you live. Not specifically, but it's pretty we specific. Can tell, what is it, like a, just a suburbs. place? A suburb. Suburbs even. So I thought, look, I'm just going to do my finger, you know, like blindly pick a place that listens and we could chat about that place mm. because it's a good way to find out and explore parts of the world that you never knew existed. Yes, bit of geography. That's right. And after looking into and researching some of these places, I was like, I want to go there. Yeah. This sounds cool. So where do you want to go? So, right. So I landed on a place called Tustin, California in Orange oh. County, right? And I thought, well, if I'm going to go there one day, I better look into, you know, the places and the landmarks, apart from like water towers, which they do have a water tower and a few other things. The one that stood out was a park called Citrus Ranch Park. Okay. So it's a huge, big park that they've got in the town. Nice. um, Full of citrus trees. Beautiful. And lemons. You can go on everywhere. What, you can just pick them? Well, I don't know if you can pick them, but there's lo- maybe you can. But there's lemon grove, orchards, and but it looks amazing. And nice. I thought, well, that's a nice little thing. Pretty. Hence why it's probably called Orange County Citrus. They're known for their citrus. Anyway, I thought I would look up some TripAdvisor reviews because you don't want to go there if it's no good, right? And they sound kind of out of control. Like they loved this park so bad. Like they're in love with citrus, which is a weird thing. But that's okay. Okay, so do you want to hear some mm-hmm. of these? Okay. So one review was, We've never seen lemons like these at the root. Wow, it is amazing. <laughs> we walked the whole time. We took two hours just looking at lemons. <laughs> we, like, <laughs> we like to see all the lemons and we walked near the citrus. And then <laughs> I will remember this with a big exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm like blown away. I'm like, what is this place? Like we two to hours. Go there. I know. Lemon lovers. Yeah. Get there. Far out. Anyway, the next one was enjoying the view of citrus. My wife and I went immediately to the citrus. We had not seen that. Wow. <laughs> what immediately? Immediately. Like they got out their cars and they ran to the lemon and tree. And then stood there and looked, looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to them as the citrus. Why don't you say lemons? Maybe yeah. it's a variety of Maybe. different trees. We enjoyed looking at the citrus and how they grew. I'm guessing they grew up. Yeah. They were not growing in I'm front of their eyes. I'm watching you. Well, we're just, we're hoping we can, okay. you know, yeah. have it set their phone up for a time lapse. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's a bit of a Willy Wonka place. Like you must go in having no preconceived ideas and then come out being like completely citrified. Like, wow, wow. you can really be citrified. <laughs> It's crazy. So anyway, I thought that was a cool place because the reviews clearly, people are blown away at Citrus Ranch Park. So huge shout out to anyone listening from Tustin. We love your citrus. And a little shout out because there was a place there that looked amazing called Ollie Bolly Donuts. <laughs> a donut shop looked freaking amazing. I call my Ollie Ollie Bolly. Do you? Yeah. There you go. It's meant to be. What are you doing, Ollie Bolly Boo? <laughs> oh, well, that's what it's called. There you go. And I want to go because listen to the names of some of these donuts. Burnt Butter Bourbon Bacon. It kind of makes me feel a bit sick, but also that I want to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Fried bread, ricotta and pineapple jam donuts. Just get eaten. Just try it. Don't knock it too. Try it. Yeah, true. And Love of course, it. lemon donuts. Lemon. Yeah, you, know, you know. In abundance. I want to see them do. Here's a challenge. If you know anyone who works there, a Vegemite lamington donut. Oh, wow. See how that okay. went, goes down in the US. Be sitting on the shelf. No one will buy that. <laughs> but the Aussies will go over and go, I'll try that because I'm missing Vegemite. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would. I'd be the first in. I'd, I'd go all the way to Tustin just to eat that donut. But anyway, there's Tustin. Shout out. But if you maybe are from a little town and you want us to give you a shout out, we can research town super well, clearly. Yes. <laughs> We'd love to do it. We would. Hit us up. Yeah. See where you live. This episode is Close Calls. We're talking about near misses. Some can be, can literally rock you to your core, can make you feel physically sick if you've had a near miss. You're like, I am so grateful that all of us got out of this unscathed, but like the terror and the anxiety that it fills you as a mother (sighs) if your little one's escaped a near miss. Yeah, I feel like between the ages of zero and 18, we've got 18 years of just literally being incredibly anxious Mm. and having a lot of joy at the same time. We're just living on edge constantly. We're living on edge, exactly. And it's that 
cue that Homer Simpson scream. Ready? <laughs> because that is the, the immediately what we do when we find out that something catastrophic has just happened, but not happened. Almost not about to happen. Correct. Which is why I've had something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and I'm not over it. I don't think I ever will be. But the only thing that helped me get over it was other mothers sharing their stories. So I hope oh. this helps someone because I nearly wasn't going to tell it because of the shame. Is this the one you told me the other day? Yeah, and I was reluctant to tell you. But you know, that wasn't even that bad. Anyway, oh, you be the judge. Mind, you be the judge. Mind. For Chanel was very cut up about it. And oh, I was I would... like, you're kidding? Done that a hundred times. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Chanel, I'm reporting you to social services if you have. Chanel, clearly a lot more of a caring mother than I am. <laughs> so yeah, tell us, tell us. So I have dropped summer at school and everyone's on the oval because that was the appropriate place for the year ones to get dropped off. Okay, they've yep. met their teacher. Summer had a bit of a moment where she was clinging to my leg. She's quite upset. This separation anxiety thing, it's still oh, there for her, yeah. which is tricky because, again, we – leave wearing this heavy coat every time. Oh, heartbreak. Oh. The heart is heavy. She's got some nice little friends that have, that kind of put their arm around her and, and then Cute. she's okay. But still, it's cutting me up when I leave her. And I spoke to her teacher and she goes, look, summer's fine. Like she's kind of a bit more of a, just let's get down to business. Hey, okay? lady. Hey, mum. Just butt out. She'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's good. You're she's not helping this gold. situation. And I'm trying to just, happy medium of instilling, you'll be fine with support, but then go and do this summer. Yeah. So I've done that and Ollie's whizzing around my legs. That's fine. We walked off and he said, I'm going to go play at the sandpit, mum. I said, okay, I can see you. That's fine. Another mum grabbed my attention and she was telling me a couple of bits of advice that she had with her daughter when she was going through something About similar. the clinginess. About and the, the clinginess. Yep. Yep. And it took me ages to pin this mum down because I wanted her advice. So we were walking out together. We've walked out of the school gate. I've crossed the road. And then one of the dads said to me, where's Ollie? I went, <gasps> I've left him in the sandpit. Covered in sand. Buried up to his shoulders. Oh. <laughs> I I dropped everything. And I I literally, the phone was in my back pocket. I dropped the keys immediately and just ran like a Terminator across the road on top of cars. I didn't care what was coming. I didn't even look. I just ran. How, how far away is this sandpit from the car? Like not how far. Long? Oh, it's a 20-second walk. Okay. Right? So. That's not too bad. No, but I left him. <laughs> and the terrifying thing was if he followed me, he would have had to cross the road and he wouldn't have been looking. Yeah. He's three and a half. He doesn't look when he's got hold of my hand and I'm telling him to look. Right? They don't. They love playing with fire. Oh, and I like taking risks, but since I've become a mum, I'm like, no risks. I'm not jumping out I of can't. Planes. I'm too tired to take no. risks. No. So I've got across the road and there are two mums standing there. And then there was the maintenance man. He was standing with the maintenance man ready to lock the gate. And Ollie's oh. Ollie's looking at me. He's and holding then, the maintenance man's hand? Well, well, just kind of standing next to him. I don't think Ollie oh. would have held his hand. But then he goes, oh, I was just about to take him to the front office. I thought, eh. I'm going to be sick on the lawn that I've just done this. Now I grabbed him and he said, you left me. Well, that would have really traumatised him, wouldn't it? You throwing up in front of him on top of leaving him. Now mummy's vomiting. Wow. PTSD at its best. I just could not. And I was shaking but trying to just hold my shit together because I really wanted to just cry in abundance. And these two mums were standing there saying, Chanel, it's all good. That's why we have this village of mums. I know your child. That's why we have Charlie the maintenance man. So he can pick up the dregs of kids that have been left in the sandpit. <laughs> Bye, Chanel. <laughs> they were going to live in there. shitty mum. That's what I went through my mind. I, I just, I punished myself. So anyway, these two mums were so supportive and they said, don't worry. Like that is why it pays to get to know the other mums in the class and the school because they might just save your ass one day. And these mums were stood right by the gate. They weren't leaving because they're like, we knew you were coming back. <laughs> no, you would have worked it out. <laughs> Maybe when you got home after you'd had a shower, made another coffee, oh, had some breakfast. Oh, my God, the thought of it. So anyway, he wouldn't let go of me the whole time. We got home. I think I cuddled him for an hour. Even he wanted to get off and I said, here, have the iPad. I'll just hold you a bit longer. I did no work on the podcast that day. I had to do episode prep. <laughs> that explains I everything. I couldn't ring anyone on the phone. I just cried the whole time. 
I rung Dan and was oh terrified goodness, to ring him. You were really, really affected by I that lady. I was terrified. I was so worried about fixing Summer's problem. I had this opportunity to chat with this mum and then this mum felt bad because she goes, I've distracted you. I said, it was all my fault. I left. And the worst part after getting over that, I'm starting to feel a little bit more, okay, accidents happen, but he's all right. It's a near miss. He's fine. He woke up twice in the middle of the night, the last few nights, going, you left me in the sandpit. Now he's having nightmares. He's going to unpack it with a therapist later. Do you think, though, because you got so freaked out about it that it freaked him out about You know how sometimes that can... a deep little soul. I just, oh, he knows I left it. When I went and last night he was crying when we'd said goodnight and Dan went back in and he said, what's wrong? And he went, mum left me in the sandpit. So I've gone back in there. I've leant down by his bed and I've said, I didn't leave you. And I, I started to pretend I'm crying. I'm going, I didn't Don't leave you, Ollie. Te- what? No, no wait, wait till you hear this. I went, I didn't leave you. Mummy just crossed the road and then came straight back. Don't say I left you. That makes me really sad. Want to know what he said? What? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Did he say that? He's probably like, Mum, you're making this worse. First you want to vomit in front of me. Now you're crying and holding me for an hour. Oh, my God. He's gone, this is crazy. This must be bad. I went, what? And he went, I said, what did you just say? And he goes, shut up. I went, "Um, don't talk to Mummy like that. I would have gone, touche. (laughs) Touche, Ollie. I will shut up. I'm moving out. I'm moving out. <laughs> He's allowed to say that. You left oh, him in the freaking sandpit, Chanel. He can tell you to shut hell? up. So, look, I was a shit mum then. I had a moment and I have beaten myself up about it. I think you need to stop. Look, Kevin got left in a house for maybe a week on Home Alone. He coped. <laughs> okay? And those, have you, I actually, my kids watched that movie the other day. When the parents come home and the family for Christmas, yeah. you know when they all come yeah, in the house? yeah. All she does is go, oh, Kevin, I'm sorry. She gives him a hug for not an hour, for like 20 seconds. Yeah, she does. I mean, it's a movie. She and does. Then they, and then it, not even the dad hugs him. He goes, how you going, buddy? You did a good job. And then they all get on with the fucking Christmas. I'm like, <laughs> you've left your kid with burglars. Yeah. Seriously, he could have died. And he had to go to the shop by himself. Yeah. By his own Hanging toothbrush. Out with old men in graveyards <laughs> and getting <laughs> out. The police had been there. Kevin's like, and they're all like, good job, Kev. <laughs> Happy ending to a movie. Totally. Like, what the hell is this? This family Imagine is if that was us. We, we literally Talk about what, shit, Mum. Yeah. Talk about shit. <laughs> Go watch that movie, Chanel. You'll feel a hell of a heap better. Actually, the mum from Home Alone is Moira from Schitt's Creek. Catherine O'Hara plays her, and that was a long time ago, back in yeah. the 80s. But yeah. Very funny, but she's hilarious. She's like, oh, Kevin. Peter, Peter, we left him. Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she did. Actually, that makes me feel a whole lot better. But the the thing that did help me, apart from fictional characters, was other mums going, (laughs) don't worry, I've done this or I've done that. It's all good. So it Mm. does pay to share some things that you feel guilty about because nine times out of ten, another mum or even another dad's done something similar and it will help lighten your load rather than you punishing yourself and torturing yourself over it, it does help to lighten the load to share it a little Most bit. Most definitely. And you know what? You're not a shit mum. We all have those moments. We're not perfect. We're human beings mm. and we have faults and we, I mean, it's not even a fault. You, we get distracted. You know, that's what happens. Yeah. We've got so many other tabs open in our brains. That's it. We've, we don't know which one to tackle first. Look, sometimes. if you were doing that all the time, that, that's a different story. But you did it once. Yeah, and he hasn't forgot it. Yeah. Told me to shut, shut up. up. <laughs> Just shut up, Mum. But it was so thicky. Shut up. You know what, Chanel? It wasn't shut. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so I've got another story about a mum from the school. This okay. was a near miss moment. Okay. This is another one about kids where they don't want to go to school sometimes. So this mum has three children. One of them was being homeschooled because this is before that they all could go. The older ones were homeschooled. The semi younger yep. ones. Skylar was at home. Yeah, well, and school. the real, real younger ones are just toddling around in some kind of space costume or, or dress up thing because again they're lollying about. They're getting forgotten about in the sandpit because yep. we're doing school and we're doing homeschooling. So this mum was on the oval and the other son of hers was standing by the gate and she's ready to leave with the youngest. She's turned around and her daughter is making a run for it out of the classroom, legging it out of school. Oh. 
She's making a run for it as Why? if to say, see ya to the teacher. She didn't want to be there. No, not if the other kids are at home. It sucks. She bolted. Yeah. Yep. And it was this moment of like an American gridiron player where you've got a runner going down the side and they're like, hut, hut, hut. Tackle the, them. Tackle them. <laughs> That's what she did. Did she tackle her she to the ground? She tackled her to the ground. And she was telling her off as if to say, you just cannot do this. But this child was ready to leg it out the school. See ya. See, I'm gone. I'm gone. Oh, Jesus. Done. And she was like so embarrassed and she's telling the other mums who are all stood there talking, can you all just get out of the schoolyard so Mr such and such can lock the gate so my child is Doesn't locked escape. in here? What does she would have ran no more, all the way no home? No more talking in the doorway. Get out yeah. now. So then they moved and talked on the outside of the bar. <laughs> but still this child was running. So the near miss that this kid was going to escape Jeez. school. Do you know what? Didn't want to be there. Wanted to be home. Chanel, that actually happened to me when I was... In, well, I reckon I was four. I was at school when I was four. In reception, I ran away from school with my <laughs> friend. Yeah, yeah. I was at an all-girls school and we didn't run away per se. We were walking back from PE. You know, you had to hold hands back then. I don't know if you, you had a yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah. And, and we must have been at the end, bad teacher not watching. We just walked right out the gates. <gasps> and we walked in North Adelaide and we walked over the, a big main road. My friend said, oh, I know where my other friend's <laughs> mum lives. Her house is around the corner. She's got lemonade at her house. I was like, great, let's go there. So we wandered around these suburbs and eventually came back and there were people out looking for us, older oh my kids God. running around. And Tamara, the scary teacher that we had, she smacked my legs and told me off. And you know what they did? And I cried. They never told my parents because they would get in trouble. It was, a private, it was a private school. And they can you imagine the accountability if they had? Did you tell your mum? Years later. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You ran away from school and they didn't tell us she was really up. But by then it would have been years Were they years allowed years to smack you then? No. <gasps> it Jesus. was it was it wasn't a big smack. It was a little I was walking up the stairs, I remember it, and she She hadn't allowed to touch her hand you. out and she she yeah, she did a little smack. You're but it's kidding. it's more the motion of it, you know, the angriness and the little so it didn't hurt, but it was like you know, I'd done something. Oh, the wow. shame, the shame. And for years later, I was like, I was a bad kid. Like, I must have been a bad kid. And yes. we weren't even being naughty. We just no. didn't, I don't know, we didn't think, did we? That is unbelievable. There was lemonade on, on the go. So, yeah. you know, at stake. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really remember getting any lemonade. I just remember toddling back. Oh, well, that, that was far. a failed mission, wasn't it? Some year 12 student found you and went, they're here. They're here. Shit. In. But the shame of all that, mm. yeah, when really teacher's responsibility. Why didn't they shut the gates? I won't, I won't um, name her and shame her. But Emma Hodges was the little girl that I went out with. <laughs> Shout out, Emma. I wonder how you feel about it. Do you remember that? If you're listening. Get in touch. <laughs> we can do a bit of therapy together. <laughs> anyway, that was a near miss because I often think Definitely about it. Your own heart, near miss. You know, and I think about kids running away from school. Shit, where would they go? What would they do? Yes. It's worrying. Yeah, because this is the thing. People don't pay enough attention on the road these days, especially at school crossings. There's zooming everywhere and you've got these two little delinquents crossing the road holding hands oh, looking for lemonade. I know. <laughs> Just lemonade. <laughs> Exactly. But nowadays it would be like marijuana or something yeah. hardcore, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, I know my mate's got a bong. Okay, Harry. <laughs> They're in like you too. This is what it's all about. Oh my god. Maybe not. Maybe that's just our school. <laughs> Kidding. It's not true. But it made me also think regards near misses, I feel like every mum has a type of anxiety, one thing that tends to make them quite nervous mm. that they, they can do with most other things. But some things are just worrying than others. For example, I have a friend who worries or she worried when her kids were very small about them choking. Yes. So she was big on choking. She would freak out about it when they were eating. It was really You'd never give anxiety. them bread. No. Exactly. You'd be so worried. <laughs> no. Don't give them a grape. What? You'd see other mums giving Cherry kids. Cherry tomatoes. <laughs> no way. Berries. <laughs> They'd freak out. And I was saying, well, that I don't, I'm not worried about that so much. Mine's being kidnapped in the playground. Like the kids yeah. being, you know, I'm watching them. Where'd they go? Where did Wolfie go? Where'd they go? And that thing, that freaks me yeah. out. Do yeah. you have something? Is there one thing that you worry about the most? Probably that, the, the, the kidnapping of things. And I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> the kidnapping of things. It could be anything. Um, my uh, my father-in-law. My phone. <laughs> You can take him. He's really helpful. He's babysitting at the moment. Good job. Alyssa's been kidnapped. <laughs> 
I gave him strict instructions, don't leave the house. <laughs> I um, Yeah, you do, you, you worry about little things like that. Ollie's not too bad now when he's older, but I was yeah. always, he was, someone ever put things in her mouth, Ollie put things in his mouth. Right, little he, things. He also put things, things up, up his, his nose. nose. We know so that. So back to a previous episode, <laughs> had a bead up his nose, we ended up in hospital. Anyway, whatever. Disaster. Ollie, 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 Bolly. Ollie, Bolly, boo. So Dan's a natural freak out. He is not a risk taker when it comes to things like that. He will be like, put the knives away. You know, when your child walks and you're like, no, just play with them. It's fine. Well, if you leave them on the bench because you haven't quite got to cleaning it yet, but you can't put it away because it's dirty, then your mind goes somewhere else. You walk away and your toddler's waving a machete at you, more or less. Oh, true. You know, yeah. Or walking at you with scissors, or they're running with scissors. You have the Homer Simpson scream that you're so worried because you think if you fall over, you're going to stab yourself. Yeah. Or you, or you're going to take your eye out. Yeah. You know these type of things. Impale yourself. Yes. Jesus. Last night, Wolfie, I stupid. This is my fault entirely we watched he's into pranks pranking and stuff and we watched something on youtube where you can don't do this at home you know those party <laughs> poppers you can take them apart and use that little bit as like oh, a jesus uh, like a banger thing so you can tie it you know how you tie like yeah. here's a rope to a tooth and the doorknob and they open it and you pull yep. the tooth out the same thing applies to this <gasps> little party popper so when someone opens it it goes crack and bang right so we did this once he thought that was amazing under parent supervision Next minute, mm. I'm seeing him with all a bag of party poppers trying to pull the little string out. I'm going, oh, my God, he's just going to end up with one eye. What have I created? Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. So he's into all that kind of stuff. He wants to light fires. He's a little pyromaniac. One kid, Wolfie, tells me the other day, he goes, we've been playing cubbies at school, Mum, cubbies, and we make potions and we make campfires out of sticks and stuff. And he goes, but, Johnny, guess what happened? I'm like, what? He goes, he started a fire with his glasses. So this kid. Oh, no. I can imagine he didn't expect that he would actually start a fire, right? Because he's he's probably seen it on a cartoon or a TV show. And he's probably surprised himself that it actually worked Mm. on a hot day. Glasses with the sun shining. (laughs) Got in big trouble. Oh. I was secretly clapping like, well done. Good. He's going to survive. <laughs> well done, Johnny. Well done. If you ever run away looking for lemonade, you're going to keep yourself warm at night, Johnny. <laughs> well done. So he's the next Bear grills, basically. Pretty much. Good on you, Johnny. But I was secretly proud. I'm like, well, poor kid. He shouldn't have got in trouble. He was probably didn't expect that. He didn't that. expect. I no. don't think he was planning on burning the school down, but who knows? Yeah. Anyway, uh, did, near So me. Did, did they report it to the, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the parents? Teachers. Oh, well, they probably did. They would have had Send to. Send a note home. Send a note home. Tried to burn the school down. <laughs> He's expelled. <laughs> that kid's got PTSD now. Oh, my God. I know. Tell me about it. A friend of mine actually sent a text in and said that her 18-month-old, you know when you walk your kid down the jetty? Yes. Oh, that's you another terrified thing that freaks either me out. side. You're like, don't go to the edge. Don't go to the edge. Do, 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 do. And you're just like, you, yes. have, you picture yourself doing this like Houdini move of over <gasps> oh like God. diving in to save them. Every right. time I plan what I would do if they fell in, I would not take my clothes off. I would take my shoes off and then I would jump over the edge. I wouldn't even be scared. Why because I'd take your shoes off? I don't think I'd think. Because I, think I feel like it would, dra- it would drag me down. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And I think it would not take very long. So how's this kid? 18-month-old, dummy drops out in yeah. the water. Oh, yeah. She was fishing, go and get it. The dad's like, yoink, pulling her back. She was ready to go and get her dummy. <laughs> yeah. Heart in mouth. That's what I'm talking about, that anxiety. She didn't think, want her dummy. Yeah. Give me my dumb, dumb. <laughs> Can you never say that again? <laughs> dumb, dumb. With that much of a pause between each dumb. I want my dumb, dumb. I'm going to edit that closer together. That sounds a bit weird. See, I'm getting chills. I'm getting anxiety just from Shut you saying up. <laughs> But jetties, they're perilous. They're terrible. Mm, I even do that so now. So scary. Well, I get scared of myself falling in and I'm a very comfortable swimmer. I love water. We were up, my shark's going to come and eat me. We were up at Port Nalunga Way and the kids like to jump, not my kids, older kids jumping off the jetty quite high up. Like yeah. how many metres is that? Like yeah. six metres, seven, eight metres? I There's don't know. There's been plenty of shark sightings. I'm just saying. Are they? Have they been yep. up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my kids are like, I want to do that one day. And I'm like, you get the fuck away from that edge. <laughs> you can look in the crab buckets. That's it. Yeah. And I'm holding on to and this. Do you know how shallow it is? The tide is in and out. You just don't know. Just get away from it. Know. Yeah, exactly. Have a pool. Sharks. Because <laughs> we get those white pointers here in Adelaide. Like, But wow. also it's the, um, the bronze whaler. Oh, yeah. That's the scary looking ones. Yeah. Makes you a bit nervous, doesn't it? Very. Um, (laughs) 
What are the... <laughs> what are you the... make me a bit nervous. Do I? Dumb. My dumb. <laughs> One of the mums from school, Amy, she said that they took her daughter to America and it was all a big new fancy hotel in LA. She decided to just run into the lift because <gasps> it was fun. Oh, lift yeah. door closed. <laughs> There goes D. God and knows can, where she and is. And you can see them ding, 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 presidential suite. She was ding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's got that D's sorted. like, I'm home. This yeah. is where I should be. Come on up, mum and dad. I've got it sorted. <laughs> I've given a tip to the doorman. We're in. We're in. They're not going to argue so with a kid. Amy's basically been like a whirling derby in this hotel lobby trying to get it open and how far up her daughter's going. And it turned out... The doors opened and Dee was like a little scared cat in the corner. Aww. She was terrified. Yeah. But so near miss, she's fine. Um, I think now if that was the case, she probably would go up to the presidential suite and make herself at home. Oh, my Lord. That is so Pour scary. Pour herself a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's loads of cans in this fridge. <clears throat> 20 bucks later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many things. How about when there's near misses when you aren't in charge of your child, when the near miss isn't your fault, someone else's, you go hard on the blame, don't you? Ooh, like the pet grandparents, for example, okay, the aunties. So... Graham, my father-in-law, last few times he's been here, Summer was literally a baby just sitting up at this stage and he's an old guy and he's really tall so he plopped her up on the bench and he put her on the bench. Oh, no. And then he went, oh, what's that on the floor? And he walked to the other end of the room and bent down real slowly because he's an old guy to pick it up. And I've turned around and Summer is going towards the edge. Many have kids have fallen off the bench, right? But it's a hard surface she's falling onto and it's high. So, and I'm going, what are you doing? Don't leave. And then uh, ever since then, you get anxiety about leaving your child. So did she topple? She didn't. She was fine. I grabbed her and there's Summer on the bench, sat there, goo goo gaga, ready to go over and (laughs) find dum dum. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I think grandparents forget. Particularly, I will say granddads, because they think that, for example, when they're six months old or four months old, they can do things that they aren't quite ready for yet. And they will sit them up in places like on a couch and walk off. And this baby just slowly (laughs) slides to the left. And you're like, you know they can't sit up yet, right? Or walk off. Yeah, or they're trying to feed them. It's like they're still on breast milk. You don't have teeth. They're not even. (laughs) Come on. Stop shoving grapes in there, okay? I just gave birth a week ago. dad's pretty good but I still worry about him sometimes and I so I go hard on my mum and I'm like mum make sure make sure I trust you watch dad I am dad (laughs) dad still needs to prove himself in a good way yeah so don't let dad dad hold his hand neither I am he gets really annoyed at me don't worry came home the other day sunburn I'm like did you put on (laughs) sunscreen oh forgot sorry oh I did it eight hours ago come on (laughs) You gotta reapply, Dad. Reapply. He's like, sorry about that. Was he okay? I'm like, yeah. And then this is the 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 Aussie thing. Oh, well, he'd be fine. Bit of sunburn. Don't yeah. worry about it. Bit of skin cancer later on. Hell, it hurt nobody. <laughs> Come on. I'm sure that'll be fine. I'm but sure this is what they do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a killer. Or if the husband or the other half does it, you you want to go in hard and go. So you want to explain this to me? You want to be a miss. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that. You've got to be tactful with that, though. Kai exactly. will get because he throws. Kai tends to throw things back in my face as well. He yeah. goes, well, "What about when you did this?" And da, 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 and it becomes like a bit of a tally thing, like who did what when, because mm, mm-hmm. we can't be perfect all the time, That's as you right. said. So you've got to take a deep breath and just kind of empathise and be like, "We've all been there, honey. Mm. As long as they're okay, they're good. All right, good to go." So my friend Erin said that her name miss was she had to call the poison hotline because Kate swallowed reed diffuser oil. Oh, shit. <laughs> scary. So she was panicked about that. And then another time, her other daughter, Olivia, she rushed her to hospital because she'd left the medicine on the, on the side. <gasps> it was a liquid iron supplement. And she'd given it to her, screwed the child safety cap on. Brilliant. Right. Put it to the back of the bench. Smart Livy, I'll just have some more. That's lovely. She's put a little strawberry flavour. <laughs> She's put a little stool up there. Got it. Got the cap off. I don't know how she did that. Mm. And then drunk it. How much? Well, the a problem was Erin didn't even look because she was that freaked out. But by the time they'd found out, she'd spilled most of it on the bench, down herself in the sink, and probably gave herself a drop. However, sure. you are absolutely like, what if you just 
done. And now she's like Popeye full of iron. <laughs> Wakes up with biceps coming out of her ears. Jesus. Hey, Mum, that iron's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just too much. Oh. It really is. We really just scare the shit out of ourselves when they get into things because we've got a million and one tasks to do mm. and we can't achieve them all. So we set them up with things, you know, sit there and watch some TV. Here's some snacks that I know you'll eat. I'm going to have a shower. Don't do anything. No. Nah. And the day that you're not having a shower and setting them up by the telly with their snacks, they'll sit there. The day that you decide to have a shower at that time, they will go do something else. Ollie's let himself out the back before, got the chair, open, flicked the thing, out the back, playing in the dog water. Not Nothing was wrong, but everything like was wrong with I, that. I feel like that's a healthy kind of little activity there, Ollie. Um, <laughs> playing in the sloppy dog water, great. So I've come out the shower going, Ollie, ready to check. He's missing. Oh, my God. So I'm running around naked, which is a, with a glorious sight, right? Yeah, yeah, Boobs yeah. flapping everywhere. Yeah. And then see the door open and he's there having a great time in the dog water. So Charlie, our dog, was clearly had it all under control. But this is the thing. He wasn't. He was meant to sit there and he didn't. He didn't. He was off hanging out with the dog water. Oh, I won't kill him, make him stronger. Yeah, but what else had he – what if he'd pushed the door and got into Dan's shed? There's an array of things in there that – Where's the ki- – well, it needs a lock on the shed, Dan, just in case. Mm, just true. in case. But we can't wrap, wrap them in bubble That's the, wrap all the time. Saying. You know, yeah. un- unfortunately things happen and, you, and then it happens to anyone, any old time. You can fall over and – you know, hit your head in the shower on on some soap, like they say, you know. So we, we can't control all of those things. Yes, we can obviously make things safe for our kids and not have them running around like a, a house full of and knives remember and, boobie, them. and booby traps. But And remember yeah. them and um, don't leave them in the sandpit. Hey, this will make you feel better. I was a bit of a shit mum once. Just once. <laughs> Just once, once, just this one time. But here's a hot tip. Thanks for, for coming down to my level. Cheers. I know. Hot tip for those playing at home. Skylar had a secondhand bike and she didn't have a rubber. This is when she was maybe three or something. She didn't have one of those rubber on the handles, you know, so it was just metal on one oh. side. It had come off. So it had you, come off. So you, you can still ride. stuff her. Well, I'm like, you can, can still ride the bike. Riding fell, fell on the handlebar that had no rubber on it in her neck. So oh. that, no, but the metal left a ring on her neck. It could have gone, impact, <gasps> gone right through her throat, right? So she had, but all she luckily didn't fall that hard that she just had a little round. Oh, shivers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I went, mm, I'm going to get the rubber for that bike. <laughs> <laughs> the bike's in the bin. Oh, jeez. Everything all new, never but riding I, that damn thing again. But sometimes you think, oh, come on. They need to just be loose as a goose and get them out there. Let them climb that ladder. Come on. I'm being too overprotective. And the minute you think that is when they have the accident, then you go, oh, I'm sorry. Back to the cotton wool. But there's these kids that survive. I've got friends whose kids are climbing this, doing that, jumping off, and they never mm. seem to have accidents. And they're always, you know, the parents are letting them, you know, on a long leash. I went to the zoo once with um, some friends and we were at Australia Zoo. And she goes, yeah, you'll find that um, as we walk around, I let my kids have a long leash. And these kids are out of her sight running around and I'm there like what you'd be doing, holding on to your kids, making sure they're there. Where are they? Where's Wolfie? Where's Wolfie? And I looked like the crazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone came out alive at the end. No one was lost. But I'm like, how come she can do that and I can't? I, I know. Wanna, I, I want to be a bit I, more like yeah, that. Yeah, a bit more um, f- the the free range parents. Yeah, and, something and to be said for that. I have way too much pent up. My, my mind goes AWOL. I go, is there a scary, creepy person hiding around that corner? There always is a crazy <laughs> creepy person. And that's, and that's in my thing. Yeah. And I'm like, are they going to fall? Are they going to? Ollie will end up in the lion enclosure and that will be it. Yeah, done. Sat there with it's like It's like licking his hair and stuff like that. And it's like claimed him as his own his oh. cub. Oh, is that all you're worried about? <laughs> Jeez. Well, he might be a nice little, you Snack. know, burrito. Little yeah. lolly bolly donut. <laughs> Ollie flavour. Delish. All the way from Tustin. <laughs> <laughs> um, Summer's pretty good. She won't often leave. Summer's always stuck by my side. Yeah, Very sensible, been. assessing danger. Ollie, mm, toddle off sometime, hence ending up in the line enclosure. Yeah, a little line enclosure lover. Uh, you know, I feel sorry for dads. You know, we're talking about how you see creepy people at the park. They're not necessarily creepy, but, like, you don't want your kids walking off in that direction. Maybe there's a lone adult that just probably come to the park just to chill out, but they look creepy because they don't have kids. Yeah. And I feel sorry for dads yes. especially because... 
At the park we go to, there's one area that's full of bushes, which really freaks all the mums out because the kids go in there and you can't see them. Yes. It's like this round area. Yeah. Anyway, we saw this lone man go in there, right? And we were like, oh. And then the kids went in there. And we were like, <laughs> oh, my God. We, yeah. went and got, we went and got the kids and we're freaking out. You know, Wolfie, la, la, la. We got them out. Then this dad comes out, but with also his kid. And then I instantly felt really bad because I was like, oh, my God, I totally like pegged you for a pedo because, like, wow. You know, cause, but I feel yeah, so, so feel bad, bad for these dads. They're just being dads, but it's always the man that gets the We had a bit rap. of a funny man coming to the park that we were at and I was there by myself and it was quite a secluded park. So it was like me and my two kids and this man. And funny man. Well. What was so funny we, about it? We had, he had lycra on and he okay. was doing stretches. Mm-hmm. So, oh, always a problem. So yeah. why are you stretching? Mm. Well, right, it's right good for the, the muscles. I know, but, muscles. I know, but go do it over the other side. <laughs> Again, he should be able to be at the park. Is it because he had a but penis bulge? Penis bulge? No. With his lycra? Um, and it was a little bit off-putting? We had a lycra top and like bike shorts, but then other shorts on top. So I didn't, my oh. eyes didn't go there as it normally most people's eyes go down to lycra and go bulge. Sing, well, single mums will be looking. Oh, is he single? Look at that bulge. But, about, other, but other mums It was like, about 80, creepo. this guy. And he's oh, just hot, doing hot. Hot. Yeah. Baggy balls. Um, <laughs> baggy bum, baggy balls. And he was just doing these stretches and he was then, then. There was a table there and he was doing push-ups on the table and something else. But it's what you – your mind goes there and you are terrified. So I'm like, get in the car, kids. Oh, you did Go on home. He's like 80. He probably couldn't even he chase you down. He could have bashed me, okay? <laughs> Chanel. What? See? My mind. Okay. I, I wish to be more free range. Oh, Someone help me. You're worse than me. Catastrophizing. <laughs> the 80-year-old lycra man's going to come and get you very slowly. All of us. Like a slow motion <laughs> is coming towards and you. And hit me over the head with a big stick. Oh, a big stick. It'd be a twig. And you flip out, <laughs> run for your life. Kids, get in the car. Twig man's coming. <laughs> And then you'll tell everyone about it. Oh, I had a near miss today. This 80-year-old man in light gray came at me with a twig. <laughs> Jesus. Look out. Look out, world. His name's Walter. <laughs> Turned out that man was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the man's probably gone, you know what? I like to work out in the fresh air. Yeah, that's all he wants to do. I don't want to go to a gym and get COVID and then be in real trouble because I'm 80. That's right. So, and, I'm not, and I'm even saving everyone from my long balls by this, putting some shorts over the bike pants. And this judgmental mole is <laughs> threatening me. Yeah, he was probably worried about you hitting, <laughs> hitting him, giving him death stares. Look, this woman's going to get me soon. Look at her eyes. Yeah. Look at her eyes. There's she's evil gonna, in there. She's going to get me. She's a real dumb, dumb... <laughs> I better keep a twig nearby to smack her with it. <laughs> That'll get her. That'll learn her. <laughs> That'll learn her. Oh, oh love it. Righto. So near misses, I think we all have different levels of anxiety. Uh, I think we've just determined we're both those kind of people <laughs> that freak the fuck out about a lot of things. <laughs> but our kids are safe most of the time. It's good to have a some sort of level of alertness, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think you have to because sometimes near misses aren't so near. So you do what, and you do end up in the emergency room with cuts and broken arms, and you're thinking, if I I told you not to play, I should have just removed him off, and then you blame yourself all the time, that's right. like Walter. So, said, that'll learn ya. That'll learn ya, I'll bash ya. For jumping off the jungle gym <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm shaking my twig at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of, where does your mind go? Not that kind of you twig. a disaster. Poor Walter. Anyway, Give him some credit. Sorry, Walt. He's probably uh, got sorry, something bigger Walt. than a twig. <laughs> I don't dare to find out. Thank you, Walt. Probably more like a Venus sausage. You know, the long skinny one. Shut up! Okay, I'm just yeah, I'm imagining Walter's yeah, bits. Don't, 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 don't. Poor Walter. So essentially as well, if you've done something and it is a near miss, don't sit there and self-loathe like I did. Share it with someone because I guarantee you out of three or four people you share it with, one or two of them have done it and it will make you feel a hell of a lot better. And Chanel, do you feel better? After this, do you feel like you've debriefed a bit? Yeah, definitely. Unloaded, unpacked yeah. that worry. And I hope it's helped another mum who might be feeling the same. Because it doll. was scary. Yeah, okay. Shit mum. Yeah, not shit mum. That was another episode and you weren't in that. 
you've done lovely things. You've done, look, think Thank of all the lovely much. things you've done for your kids. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Might make them birthday cakes. They clearly don't work out very well. They're really the love. crap birthday cakes <laughs> with no air in them. I now buy them. I've given up on that now. I've decided that I'm a crap baker and I'm much more <laughs> at peace with myself when I just go and buy a cake and, and not worry about the stress. I know, surrender to it. Just don't look at all those mums that are making those beautiful cakes on Instagram. I think you got to, you know, you feel like you got to keep up with that. I've got to do that for my child. Yeah. But I think they would prefer just the cake that's bought. It tastes heaps better, let's face it. it, it let's face it. You know what? What? Whatever kind of mum you are, highly anxious, free range parent, you know, we can all help support each other in this. Oh, how upstanding of you tomorrow. In this day and age. Very true. Can't we? And also support near misses. Your uh, support your sisters. I think near misses will happen continuously. And I think there's probably near misses when they're past 18 as well. Yeah. Because you never stop worrying, do you? No, you don't. Because my mum always says that to me. I never stop worrying. Can you ring me when you get there? I'm like, mum, far out. I know. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Mum still doesn't. It's so funny. It's like, mum. Text me when you get home. Jesus, I'm 41, mum. Seriously. <laughs> P.S. I sometimes swear. Did you know that? <gasps> what? <gasps> Disgusting. Disgusting, Tamara. Disgusting. <laughs> That's why she sometimes won't listen. You don't swear on that podcast, do you? Do you swear? My like mom. an oath I do. <laughs> I said, I don't. Chanel doesn't. That's what I told her. Oh, she won't listen. I love how you throw me under the bus. Yeah, I do. Every time. <laughs> love you, lady. Yeah, you too. Mwah. Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.